Thank you for tuning in to Cop with Comic. I'm Brian Coppin, and we're here with comic Kimberly DeNero. Kimberly DeNero, how the hell are you? I'm great. How are oh, you? Good. Yeah, thank you so much for coming in on this cold, cold day. Of course. And then where can people see you do stand-up comedy on stage in New York City, and where can they find you online? Um, so I produce two shows, one at The Lantern every third Wednesday of the month. Was um, that Greenwich? Yeah. Okay. And one at The Knitting Factory with uh, Sally Ann Hall. She's yeah. my co-host. Okay. And what kind of shows are these? Like, what, what kind of comics can people expect if they see these shows? Um, so the one at The Knitting Factory is called Left Breast Comedy. Um, we book <laughs> we book all women and non-binary comedians, and we also have drag. Oh, okay. Um, it's really it's a really fun time. And why the left breast instead of the right breast? Because um, the left breast is closest to the heart. Aww. Yes. You guys are a bunch of softies. <laughs> yeah. It's sexual, but it's soft. You know, it's emotional. It's yeah. We have I, a lot of heart, you know, behind our, our title. And I suppose the breast isn't even sexual. What am I saying? So I guess it's a- anatomical, but it's also close to your heart. And so those are the two <laughs> shows you're producing, but you're also writing. Yes, okay. and I write for some e-cards. Um, I'm on their staff, and I freelance for Betches, too. Yeah, Betches. So Betches is just a collection. Is it always female writers? Because it's comedic writing. Um, yeah, there's a, there's a few men on the staff. Okay. I'm not on the core staff. I'm on the freelancers, so we usually don't interact with each other that much. But, okay, and what, yeah. kind of, what kind of your bits or what kind of your comic writing is ending up in on Betches? Um, I do their, like, political stuff. Oh. So it's, like, explaining the news to college kids. <laughs> And so, yeah, if I'm a college student, how are you spoon-feeding today's news to me? I mean, most of the time it's very uh, it's very liberal, one-sided, <laughs> if so I'm man, in control of it. But. And so, okay, because, um, so are you trying to dumb it down? Like, if you were to take the Green New Deal or something like that, how to make that funny? Well, yeah, you're like, hey, girl, <laughs> the Green New, Gr- New Deal, what's up? Bunch of free stuff. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay. That's, that's pretty much what it is. And so your, your politics are on the left? Uh, yeah, okay. I would say that's that's pretty fair. And is that stuff making its way into your act? Yeah, I mean, if I'm doing a show in, like, North Carolina or something, and they say, don't do, you know, anti-Trump stuff, then I won't. But, okay. Um, most of my shows are in Brooklyn or, you know, in the village. So, so it's pretty safe. It's and pretty and safe. I would think that so many comics are doing it, though, that you, you don't have the trouble of people getting pissed off. But you might have the trouble of of other comics on the bill stepping on your same Trump jokes. Like, yeah. How do you how do, you know what is a a Kimberly DeNero Trump joke? Oh boy, the pressure's <laughs> on. You can't yeah. ask a comic to tell a joke yeah. like that. But, but like, or like what you know? How can you make a Trump joke fresh? Um, I think it's more with any political joke. I think um, it's not really about bashing the supporters at all because yeah. that's when people get kind of fiery. Yeah. It's more focusing on you know what's wrong specifically with. Trump. Yeah. And um, and there's a couple things you could choose from. Yeah. <laughs> there's a few <laughs> for sure. It's almost better to be understated then because you can't really exaggerate that guy. Right. Because everything he does is hilarious on its own, right? Definitely. <laughs> yes. And are you able to find any ridiculousness on the left? Like, you know, you know, I would think that you might be able to bash, you know, if you're, if you're a hardcore liberal, maybe you're bashing certain Biden things. Yeah. I mean, I think that there are I mean, the point is that everyone should be able to laugh at themselves, right? Yeah. So you can definitely make an anti-Trump joke that Trump supporters will find funny right. if you do it in the right way. Yeah. Um, but it is hard. And yeah, there's plenty of things to make fun of the left for, for sure. Okay. And then what in North Carolina, if you're not kind of, you know, if politics are off, 
you know, uh, things that you should not talk about in North Carolina because you are liberal. What are the other things you're talking about in North Carolina that are relatable to everybody? Just like what are my non-political jokes? Yeah, what, can, what, what else is making its way into a Kimberly DeNaro set? Not telling the jokes, but what subject matter? Like, you know, I know your day job is interesting. <laughs> yeah, I complain about bartending a lot. Okay, um, and I what's talk- to complain about? I mean, I would think that you would just make, you know, $80 million in tips. Is it not like that? <laughs> it is. I mean, sometimes it's like that. Okay, yeah. all right. <laughs> but there are definitely, I mean, my the bar that I work at is like mostly older, lonely men. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> And there's it's, a definite yeah, sexism involved in oh. that. Just, you know, between the, like, the male bar, like my tweet that we were talking about earlier yeah. about male bartenders for, versus female bartenders. If you have a male bartender who has, like, suspenders and lavender bitters, everyone's like, oh, my God, you must be a genius. Uh, you're a mixologist, as you say. Right, right, exactly. But if you're a female. It's like, hey, can you smile? Can you put a smile in that vodka soda? And it's oh, like, oh, my no. God. <laughs> and so in between taking their big tips, you have to deal with the this, this sexism that's taking place. And a lot of that, that is age-based at a cigar bar. Yeah, sometimes. Okay. I mean, it's not as bad as it definitely used to be, I'm sure. And um, no one is, like, grabbing asses and stuff. But yeah. Is, is there Are there better bartender situations out there for something like that? Like, I know I work at WeWork, and a manager there went to work for The Wing, which I think is an all-female workspace. Yeah. And so, and, and I think that was owned by WeWork at one point, although they recently spun it out. But is there kind of a, a female space where bartenders are just, you know, getting none of that sexism? I mean, maybe. Okay. I've. This is the only bartending job I've ever had. I've been okay. there for five and a half years. Oh, okay. So I do. I mean, I do really love it. You're an institution by now. Yeah, if Kimberly much. DeNaro was not there, they'd be like, where the hell is Kimberly DeNaro and why am I coming to the cigar know. bar? I hope so. Okay. I would like to think that. But I, I think it would probably take about three days and I'd be like, maybe she died. <laughs> I don't know. Who cares? <laughs> she trains somebody who's also good, who can also pour drinks. I always say the thing about bartending is that no one would realize that you like set yourself on fire until they need another drink. <laughs> like, they would never. No one pays attention to you until they'd, they need another drink. They'd be like, what's that fire over there? It's probably a flaming shot of exactly. some sort. And then um, that kind of stuff stuff, you know, uh, the bartender-based experiences that you have, is is that making its way into your stand-up act? Yeah, I mean, I try to be a little, I, I try not to directly, you know, say anything negative about my job, yeah. because I still have it, and I do enjoy it, yeah. but um, yeah, there are definitely, like one time I had to bartend for a bachelor party that was during the daytime, and they boarded <laughs> off the entire place, and I was like, oh no. What the hell happened? And um, they ended up bringing in two uh, little people strippers. Oh no. I know, and uh I was, was this a, like, this was at your cigar bar? Yeah. Somebody rented the space uh-huh. so that little people strippers could make a living. Right. I mean, I was. They seemed fine with it, so I was like, okay, I'm not gonna, you know, disparage their job if they're into it. But I was like, God, this is weird. And my boss was like, make sure no one throws them. And I was like, what is happening? Yeah, that it's was like a Wolf of Wall yeah, Street. Wolf of Wall yeah. Street bit where they're like, is it okay to throw the little people? No. It's like, well, I mean, if it's in the contract, you know, as a as a former lawyer, man, you can put a lot of cool, a lot of cool <laughs> things in, in, a, in a contract. Sure. <laughs> and then, um, are there certain things about bartending that you enjoy that make you good at being a stand-up comic like you know do you add you know are you you know are you telling joke, jokes on the job I mean are you making people you know happy with each drink and every experience and and, and that's kind of also why you enjoy stand-up because you want people to leave better you know in a better mood than when they came I think that there is a certain element of bartending and maybe stand-up that you sort of have to put on a different persona so I think 
for a while, I, I tried to be an alter ego bartending, which was Tracy from Miami. And she's just so happy to be here. Oh, <laughs> she just God. loves everyone and everything. And did you keep that up sincerely for a while? For a while, yeah, because I got a bad Yelp review. And uh, instead of like dealing with it like a rational adult, <laughs> I dealt with it by being very passive aggressive, like over the top crazy. Th- that is a funny joke. So is even that story, the fact that a bad Yelp review led you to create, what was her name? Tracy from Tracy Miami? Tracy from Miami, Tra- yeah. I mean, do you tell a joke about how that happened? Like the fact, because I also liked the, that you were honest in that you didn't deal with the Yelp review perfectly. Like well, I, I guess think... it was still creative and constructive, but it's like <laughs> it's like I also I, I abandoned that alter ego pretty quickly, which means maybe I should have dealt with this Yelp review in a little bit more of a healthy fashion. Well, I think that people who leave negative Yelp reviews like will all go to hell. Like yeah. I don't I don't think there's any situation in that leaving a bad review is appropriate. Yeah, because all your it's not like you're leaving a review for the establishment. You know, you're just ruining someone's day. Did they single out Kimberly De Niro? Yes. They what did they De say? Niro. Are you able to say what they said? With it them? was like... It's probably hilarious. You probably <laughs> make 15 hilarious jokes about it. So it made you made lemonade out of lemons. It was all about like, my attitude that I wasn't happy enough to see them, that I didn't go overboard to like, you know smile out of my tits or whatever the fuck It's a cigar wanted. bar. Yeah. I almost think there should be a little bit of... Um, I don't know, just a professional, uh, somber. Like, if I walk into a cigar bar, it's not going to be Tracy from Miami who's going to be greeting me. Well, it, that would be thing. bizarre. It's not like we're in Times Square. We're not at Bubba Gump Shrimp <laughs> exactly, or something. Exactly, though, right? but that's yeah. the difference because the male bartenders would never have gotten that review <laughs> because they just sit there stoic, yeah. you know. Sometimes they don't even look up from their phones when people come in, but I have oh, to, you know, no. do a huge cartwheel into a hug and, you know, <laughs> set streamers out of my ass for, for and, their... Sprite and vodka. (laughs) And is there anything else that... um, Yeah, you you would think that pouring a fucking beverage shouldn't mean that you have to do all those other things. Like, can I, you know, is the lack of smile preventing me from pouring a fucking drink? Not at all. Yeah, it's weird what people expect from servers because if you get into, like most people that I know when they get into a cab or an Uber or something, if the driver starts talking to them, they're like, oh my God, please stop. But, you know, the second someone sits down and they're alone at uh, the cigar bar, especially because a lot of people alone, they want my entire life story. It's very weird that, like, I owe them that just because I'm giving them a drink yeah. so I, I've started making things up but yeah we, so do you have a sanitized scrub down version of your your former life yeah okay. I mean what the problem is when I'm honest about it they'll be like <laughs> where are you from where'd you go to school and I'll be like I went to NYU I studied writing and they'll yeah. be like oh well I guess that didn't work out oh, no. and it's so weird that people assume that just because you're bartending that you must not be doing anything else no, you you're, just you're live ri- there no, yeah you're writing for betches you're, you're getting <laughs> your stuff out there I mean I technically have four yeah I technically have four jobs so oh, good, I'm yeah. only there two nights a week and it's it's very odd. So that people are like, oh well, I guess you're just bartending forever then. And what you know, what else do you want? You're gonna go to law school? And I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, yeah. It's like I do stand up and I write sweet comedy. And I, is there any other part of, you know, do you do you find that experience to happen in non bar you know non bar situations where women are treated differently from men? Like where are you? And I guess you're Brooklyn, and yeah. so are you. Um, it probably might not happen as much in Brooklyn, but where are you noticing sexism elsewhere? Um, if at all, I think there are certain there are things that I probably didn't notice about it. Like I, I thought just because they allowed a woman to bartend that I was like, okay, cool, sexism doesn't exist anymore. But, <laughs> you know, I have noticed it a little bit in comedy. I don't think I've ever like directly felt it, but I've seen mostly n- not within like comic to comic so much. Right. But like when people when I tell people I do stand up, 
and they've never seen me do anything or never seen me in a social situation. They're just like, oh, well, why don't you just want to be an actress or something? Like, especially older people, like my, you know, my family members and stuff, they'll be like, wow, stand up. Can you be funny? Yeah. And I guess (laughs) you're blonde. Yeah. So as a blonde who's uh, who's doing well as a bartender in New York City, um, what like why have you chosen New York City as a stand up capital rather than something like L.A.? Because LA is, of course, awful, but you know, certain certain people want to move there for certain opportunities, right? I um, well, I moved to New York for college, okay. so I lived here since I was eighteen. Yeah, NYU. Yeah, yeah, and um, I never left. So I think that if I'd gone to college in more of like a college town, I probably never would have moved to New York. I don't oh. know. Um, so now I'm just kind of like, well, I'm here, and I stayed. Yeah, and you like it here, so I mean, it's just it's kind of a benefit that there's also a lot of comic opportunities here. Yeah, definitely. Okay. But every time I go to LA, I do. Um, my friends who live there are like, Kim, please do not come. It's the worst. You'll hate <laughs> wow. it. And I'm like, but poor people have pools there. Yeah. Why can't I live in a place with a pool and palm trees and sunshine? And why do they say it's the worst? Because it's strip malls separated by traffic? <laughs> yeah, essentially. <laughs> okay. I mean, That's I all think... I'm getting from these documentaries. Okay. It's like, I really think it's just strip malls separated by traffic. Okay. And then you watch that Jonathan Gold documentary that's in L.A., that food critic guy. And uh, it, that's all it is. It's him sitting in traffic and talking about the strip malls that he likes their faux in or whatever. Yeah, it is, right? seriously. I mean, they complain about the traffic. They complain about how it's like... If you have a friend, like if we have a friend, if we live in Brooklyn, a friend that lives in Harlem, it's like, okay, we probably won't see each other that much, you know, yeah. but you'll still see each other enough. Yeah. And there it's like the neighborhoods are so far and spread out and separated yeah. that you might as well just be in another state if you live in a different yeah. neighborhood. Yeah, it's like, oh, you're moving to Echo Park. I see right. you see, yeah, see yeah. never, right? And so if people want to see you talk about this and all other hilarious things, you know, they're going to look on Betches, but also they're going to go to the Kimber. Are you the Kimber D on Twitter? I know I follow you. Um, it's K-I-M-B-E-R-R-D, like Kimbird. Okay. I need to change it. Okay. <laughs> just change it to my full name. And but. then other other uh, social platforms, are you also K-I-M-B-E-R-R-D? My Twitter is Kimberdin. Okay. D-I-N. Yeah. Okay. And uh, and these shows that are coming up, Left Breast, that is, is that the one at the Lantern or no? Left Breast, first Monday of the month at the Knitting Factory at okay. 8 o'clock. And, and that's Brooklyn. Yep, okay. in Williamsburg. Oh, cool. And, that's um, a ni- nice location for comedy, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. It's really fun. Um, and then the lantern is every third Wednesday of the month at eight. It's called Sugar Babies. Sugar Babies. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that th- there, I mean, when you're organizing these shows and booking these shows, are you always hosting? Or are you are you giving yourself a spot? Sally Ann and I um, co-host Left Breast, and then we alternate for um, the Lantern show. Okay. So we are going to see Kimberly De Niro at some of these shows? Yes. Okay. Well, yeah, we're on all of them. Oh, we, we, we make ourselves very obviously a part of it. We oh. interject all the time. Oh, good. Do songs and stuff. Oh, do you? Are you yeah. You're singing as part of your act? Yeah. Okay. Um, I've been trying to do a lot more musical comedy this year, so I'm trying to put together one hour that's like half stand-up and half songs, because I'm a musical theater kid at heart, unfortunately. Oh, good. <laughs> and then why aren't you in L.A.? <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I no, but right. Kimberly De Niro, we're going to, and you also have a Kimberly De Niro website where we can kind of keep track of when your first one person show is. Yes. Um, that's Kimberly just KimberlyDeNiro.com. Thank well, God. That, <laughs> that makes it easy. Kimberly De Niro, thank you so much. Thank you.